happening that nobody has the balls to report. Why am I the only one breaking stories like this? Stop saying them, but I'm not. I'm never gonna stop. Now, these are the kind of stories, guys, that must be told. I'm just a guy who's breaking stories and reporting news from my basement. Hey, what's up, Turtle Riders? How's everyone doing tonight? Good, good, excellent. Welcome to the Turtle Boy Live Show. Sorry we couldn't be on YouTube. I think, can I even post on the community tab? So here's the deal. Ironically, we're going to talk about the climax tonight. And we were just suspended by, let me see, can we? Can I test on my, let's see. Okay, so I'm suspended on YouTube for two weeks uh, for pushing medical misinformation. Ironically, we just had our last 90-day strike taken away, which was also on there for medical misinformation. Had we got them all at the same time, we'd been in a lot more trouble, okay? A lot more trouble. So the, the what is it, the video we did was on uh, like five months ago. It was about the concrete con Nelson Rigo. I still have to finish up that series, by the way. And somewhere in there, I just went on a tangent about Biden. I think this is back when Biden gave that horrible speech about what do you say? Uh, you know, the, there was the first time they were going to institute the mandate. He's like, our patience is running thin with you people. Yeah, that guy. Angry Biden. And I went off on him that night. I, I was in rare, mo rare form. Well, apparently it, that can be up for five months until they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This, that sort of talk is dangerous misinformation. Having opinions on mandates, uh-uh. That is, someone could poke an eye out. Someone could get seriously hurt if you have the wrong opinion on Biden's mandate. It's absurd. It is ridiculous, but you can't fight City Hall and you can't fight tech companies, okay? It's... It's YouTube's stupid playground, and I'm not going to conform, and I'm not going to change what I'm doing. I'm just going to go to other platforms. Facebook seems to be slightly friendlier with this, so we're going to be on here. I th I don't know if it's a one-week or a two-week suspension. It's not entirely clear, but uh, you know, people I see people in the comments saying Getter, right? Getter has live streaming. Uh, I don't Getter big. I don't, I'm not on Getter yet. I don't want to go on a place where not everyone's at basically ever people are still on Facebook as much as they like to act like it's old news. More people are on Facebook. Um, and so we're going to do it here. Rumble. I think down the line will be the thing. Uh, so follow our rumble account if you haven't done so already. Um, and yeah, so am I forgetting anything? Let me, Oh, so I also have to go to, because now I can't even pin shit on here. Oh, this is annoying. Give me one sec. Give me one sec. All right. So um, I can't even pin anything on Facebook live chat 
So I'm just going to post this here. And I can't have mods either. I can't even have mods like I could on the other channels. So there's the turtle chat right there. I'll post it periodically. So how that works is we're banned from using the monetization features on um, YouTube. I don't even know if Facebook has monetization features. I don't see one. Anyway, um, you can donate to that turtle chat thing that I just posted right there. And if you write a message on it, you can give a shout out to your boy, your homie, your dog, maybe call out somebody that owes you child support, somebody that's done you wrong, whoever, call them out. It's your turtle chat. I will post it on there. I can post whatever, whatever words you put on there. I'm going to put on the big screen. I cannot control that. Okay. So there is that. Uh, if you want to do it that way, there is your turtle chat right there. It's not like it's, it, I'm also on cash app, dollar sign, Uncle Turtle Boy. I already got one dono here. It says for, it can only get better from here. It's a $50 one. So thank you very much, JY. I appreciate that very much. Uh, thank you very much. That is duly noted. So um, I, like I said, my new year's resolution this year, guys, if you guys recall, was to stick to stores like do what i'm good at with turtle boy this is an important year for me right my kids are six and four and they're getting to the age where uh you know we're gonna start knowing what daddy does for work and i want to give them something to be proud of and so quite frankly getting rid of vulgar guests uh you know cleaning up the act a little bit and focusing on the stuff that you guys all come here for you guys come here for real news that you can't get anywhere else on hard hitting issues, topics, matters of public concern that nobody else is bringing you. Okay. And that's why you come here. So my resolution was to no longer get involved in any sort of internet feuding or drama or whatever. I am not interested in it. I'm not going to partake in it. It goes nowhere. It's perpetual. And quite frankly, the bigger fish, which in this case is me, is the only one um, who isn't benefiting from that, you know, and that's what you do. So my, I, I believe in the punch up philosophy. So we are going to go after the powers that be only around here. And that's, I'm giving my kids something to be proud of a product to be proud of. Uh, so that way, you know, uh, when they go to school, they say, this is what my daddy does. My daddy breaks the news. My daddy holds power in check that's what he does so okay the funny nicknames I and mean, we can still do the nicknames we could still do the nicknames um but again and i agree with jim these are those are the blogs you guys come here for so speaking of the devil am i forgetting anything i've shared this link on facebook ironically i'm on facebook right now i shared it on our other pages go like those turtle boy sports and the uh aiden carney uncle turtle boy page i've also shared it on twitter I'm kind of on fire Twitter these days. So go on. I'm almost up to 10,500 Twitter followers. Get on me. I'm at Dr. Turtle Boy there. That's D-O-C-T-O. Because if Jill Biden is a doctor, then I'm definitely a doctor. So that's how that works. Okay. I don't know if that's medical misinformation, but whatevs. All right. So the story that we're here to talk about tonight. Let me pull this bad boy up. Share screen. And you guys may notice the web the website is in a transition right now to a new format. It's prettier. It's green. Like the other website was more blue, which didn't make any sense because it's Turtle Boy. 
Like people forget the TB and Turtle Boy Daily News. Like there was no Turtle Boy logo on the last one. Like I want to associate, let people know that TB stands for Turtle Boy. People forgot that. So TB Daily News, we're no longer Turtle Boy Sports because, I mean, we haven't talked about sports in years. Go Patriots. Uh, but it's not really what we've been doing. So we're here to, tonight to talk about um, Maya Michelle Wu. Uh, and she, like she, I told you people, what I tell you about Marty Walsh, you guys are going to be begging for Marty Walsh real quick. Oh, Marty Walsh, he's so bad. He's a liberal, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're in Boston. You're going to get a liberal, okay? You're not going to get Chris Christie's not walking through that door. It's not fitting through it either. But a, a conservative is not going to get elected mayor of Boston, okay? So you're going to get a liberal. And quite frankly, Marty Walsh is like not as not nearly as bad as the other ones because he's not an idealist. He's just a union thug. Like that's all Marty Walsh. He's a fucking moron. Absolutely. He can barely speak. But, you know, I'm from Dodgesta. I live right down the bottom. I live uh, right near Milton. And, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're working hard in the city of Boston every day to make it you know, a great place for, 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 for people to, to live in commuto. So, then you don't he's gone now. Biden took him. So now in that last election, you had a, a slate full of communists besides Anissa Asabi George. Uh it didn't matter if Andrea Campbell or Kim Kim Janey wasn't as bad as the others, but if Andrea Campbell or Michelle Wu got elected, you're in serious trouble. And it really wasn't much of a race. Okay. It really wasn't much of a race. Uh the winner of the election was Michelle Wu. She's 36 years old. She got a lot like she was literally she comes from a very well-to-do family in Chicago. All this bullshit she'll tell you about. Oh, you know, I fam, you know, we grew up on food stamps and grew up in Chicago. Yeah, there's nights past in Chicago too. Okay. You're Michelle Wu. Relax. You went to Harvard. She went to Harvard. Her teacher was Elizabeth Warren, and she was based, she has no connections to the city, none, which I think is she's that's we call those carpet baggers. They change the politics of a place that they come to. So she's only 36 years old, which I didn't even know. And she gets in there, and one of the first things she wants to have is the climax mandate. Like, everybody's got to get this stupid mandate. And she, in fairness, she did run on that. Like, that was her thing. And now, so why are they doing this? Well, it's pretty simple why they want to force the climax mandate. Biden promised that the, he was he wasn't just going to he wasn't going to shut down society. He was going to shut down the virus. But yet the virus is raging. Like cases have never been higher. Deaths aren't high. Nobody talks about that. But because, you know, Omicron is like a pussy variant, quite frankly. And you'll be fine. Even though in the vaccine, I mean, the climax does almost nothing to stop the transmission of it. We all agree on that now. There would be no masks if we agreed that it worked. It doesn't make any sense, but she wants it anyway because these big city mayors, first of all, they get off on the power, and second of all, they all want to compete against each other to be like, I have the highest vaccination rate. I have a higher vaccination rate than Lori Lightfoot, and I got a higher vaccination rate than Bill de Blasio, and name another big city mayor, I'm, I got them beat. I'm 95%, they're 94%, whatever, and that's what they want to run on. But how do they get those last few people to do it? Well, they're like, well... Get the, get the shot or starve. Like, th those are the options they're giving you. Like, we're going to take away your job and whatnot or that. You yeah, know, language, language. We're going to stick with 
climax. I'm trying not to use the V word, okay? Climax. So they want to force people to get the climax. And as soon as she comes in there, we know the state police have forced this, but the Boston police and all municipal workers are now being forced to do this. Now, there is some pushback, particularly with the firefighters union. They have put out some very strong language about this. But the police union in Boston really is not. They're run by a guy named Larry Calderon, who is basically a tool for management, like just a pussy for a fucking uh, a leader of a union. Like, I'm sorry. I, I grew up thinking that police unions were like tough and rugged and fought. No, not Larry Calderon's Boston uh, police union. He just gives in. Okay. And he's not fighting this. Like there should be blue flu like crazy with this. Like we're not doing this. Like we're not doing shit. We're not, we're, we're refusing. We can't strike, but we can get a little creative in there. We can do something. We are going to, you remember like 10, 15 years ago when they wanted to allow flaggers, we want to have civilian flaggers. Police lost their fucking minds over that. It was like, no, 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 under any circumstance. Civilian flaggers, mother... They weren't going to allow it. But this, they're kind of taken. They're just like, yeah, fucking govern me, hide it, baby. Force it on me, because most of them already have it anyway. Well, the remaining... But unions are supposed to exist to protect all members. And some members of the Boston Police Department are not climaxed yet. One of them is a woman named... Shayna Catone, out of the E is silent. Catone, Catone, we'll find out in a moment. But she's somewhat of a well-known police officer. Uh, in uh, On Marathon Monday, she was stationed at Boylston Street. She was feet away from the bombs going off. And uh, she ended up saving a woman's life uh, that she found. Her name was Roseanne. She had lost a limb. And she comforted her, and she put her on an ambulance and then she went and visited her in the hospital. It's a really touching story. They have like a lifelong bond. Uh, she was honored by the Celtics and the Red Sox for her courage. Uh, and then a couple years later, she literally ran into a burning building while not even on the clock and started kicking in doors and shit and like saved lives. Okay. So this is a, a person that any police department would want to have on their roster because she look at her resume. It speaks for itself. She literally like saved lives and shit under the most extreme pressure, right? She didn't choke. This is good. This is also an era of police reform when people like Michelle Wu are all, you know, we need good cops. We need to get rid of the bad cops. We need to get rid of the Derek Chauvin's of the world and we need good cops. Well, this appears to be a good cop. No, this is the kind of cop that you want a member of the community going out, saving lives in her, in her spare time, whatever. But we are treating, we are in the, the midst of a civil rights era at this time, okay? How we treat the unclimaxed is going to be a measure of how we are as a society moving forward, right? So, and we're failing that. We are completely failing that because these people are being treated like diseased lepers, there's nothing, again, if your climax works, you do not have to worry about anyone else being climaxed. None. If, if what you tell us is true, that the climax doesn't stop transmission, but it does prevent you from seriously getting, you know, getting hurt or dying or whatever, 
then get your climax and you'll be all set. You don't have to worry about the other guy. If the other guy doesn't get the climax and dies, you can say, I told you so. Well, that was his choice. He chose to live that way. So there should be no problem. It doesn't affect you at all, whatever. So she has been a very vocal person in opposing this. And they are being very aggressive in their actions. Before I bring her on, I'm going to show you a quick video here that I have from outside. You might have seen this. It was on InfoWars. They are like Michelle Wu guys down in Razi is getting the business from these people. They are going to her house and just protesting the fuck out of her in sub-zero weather. I think... I don't know if she regrets this decision yet, but she is certainly made to feel uncomfortable. Okay. So let me bring this up real quick. Let's watch this video. Make sure I got the right audio. I'm muted. I'm muted. Thank you. I'm going to get a text in a minute, aren't I? People are going to be like, you're muted. Okay. So where was I? So that was fun. That was crazy. That whole thing. So um, I always have to mute it so I don't get the echo. And here come the mute messages. People are like, you're muted. Yep. I know. I know. I got it. So, um, so their, their whole freaking, uh, this is what she deals with on a daily basis. That's how she goes to work every day, which is I love it. 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 That's what they, they, that's what the, like what she's doing right now is evil, evil, forcing people to put something in their bodies against their will for absolutely no reason. It does nothing. And they're literally forced to do it. They should be uncomfortable all the time. One of the biggest problems we have in this country is that the people who govern us are not the least bit afraid of you. And they really should be a little bit afraid of you. Not like totally afraid, like they should still be in charge, but they shouldn't feel free to talk to you that the way they're talking to you and treating you that the way they're treating people like Shanahan, because she is now under, um, 
Let me pull the blog up here. Back where to go? She is now suspended. And internal affairs came into her house, disarmed her, disarmed her, took her guns because of her activism. She has been very involved. I don't know if she was at that protest, but she's involved in shit like this. So, um, internal affairs, which is like the snitch cops, usually they go after cops that are, you know, doing bad things. Her crime, they haven't come out and said it. But she believes, and maybe she can correct me when I bring her on in a moment. Uh, she believes that this is because she's the one who filmed that video that we saw of the pregnant police officer confronting uh, Michelle Wu. We don't know. And then you got all these beta males out here. They're like, hope you don't want your job, loon. Superstitious conspiracy theory. Believing people should not be first. Oh, yeah. It's a conspiracy theory to be like, um, it clearly doesn't work. Obvious. That's a conspiracy. Right. I mean, you're the crazy one, my guy. You're the crazy one who seems to believe it does work, which it clearly doesn't. And then you got this guys like this. This should end poorly for her. Oh, good one. I like the There's no honor to be had in refusing to behave as an adult member of society. Yeah, if only we could all wear skinny jeans with a cardigan like that, you absolute tool bag, and brag about how I got my booster shot. Look at me. I'm distinguished. I am safe. So anyway, we're going to bring on this very unsafe woman now. Um, let's see. Hello, Shane. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, the, um, I'm hanging in there. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah, Shana. Yeah. How do you, how do you say the last thing? Katoni or Katone? Katone. Okay. Katone. Okay. So welcome to the live show. Um, You've been all over the news lately. You were on Howie Carr yesterday, uh, and you are not going to back down at all, correct? You're not going to put this in your body. No, I'm not taking the vaccine. End of story. They're so what happened? Take the vaccine, and I'm also not going to stop doing what I'm doing. So, which is what protesting? I'm mean? not going to stop speaking out against the vaccine. I'm not going to stop being the voice for people that don't want to take the vaccine. Um, and uh, this has become a coordinated attack against anyone that goes against the uh, Wu administration. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we're going to go into that. But um, if if what they have started doing to me personally um, was an attempt to silence me, it has done the exact exact opposite, which is landing me on your show. So yes, well, well, welcome aboard. And you've you're you followed Turtle Boy before. You're familiar with it. I'm I'm a big fan. Um, you know. <laughs> I think that, um, you know, doing my line of work, I think that it's important to hold people accountable. So I like that. You, I think you're a fair person. I think that uh, you're an equal opportunity attacker. And when I say attacker, like some people need to be called out. So I don't mean it like that you're maliciously going after people. I think that you you do your research, you find out if someone has done something wrong and you and you bring light where there's darkness. So that's something that's lacking in journalism today. And I, I, I do really think that you're a journalist, um, not a blogger. So um, I actually, I applaud you for that. And we need more of you around. Although I want, you to, you. I want you to be the number one and have a, 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 a to be, have a monopoly on that. But we, we do need more people like you to, to do what you're doing. Well, you know, yeah. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And guys like how we do it too. And you know, he's got a good voice on, but he's on the radio and I'm on social media. So we, we both do what we do. Uh, how he's a buddy of mine. I love how he's kind of what I 
aim to be, you know, one of those, uh, he's been holding people, the most powerful people in the state accountable since the beginning of time. So, um, right. yeah. So anyway, um, so you're willing, cause I'm going to be perfectly honest here. If I were to bet, you're probably going to lose your job if you don't get this, you know that, right? Um, well, if, if there's still law in this country, um, and right, there's not, there's not, there's not. Right. So, because if there still is, then I shouldn't be losing my job. Um, if there is, if there is not, then yes, then that is something that I reconciled. It's not an overnight decision. Um, so you have come to I've, peace with that, that like, that's one possibility, one way of this ending. Well, yeah, because, you know, it's like going through the, the, like the cycle of grief, right? At first it's like outrage, then it's denial, then like all the different mm -hmm. things. And like, I've gone through that stuff. Now I'm at acceptance and, and I'm pissed because I love this job. It's not a job to me. It's a calling. And How long have you been on? I, uh, like about 14 years. I didn't do the math, but it's about 14 years. Okay. So you've been on for, um, a long time. My entire adult life. I came on, I got hired when I was 21. And you're only, oh, and you're like, cause you're in your mid thirties now. So you've been on since you were 21. Wow. And yeah. uh, you're a sergeant. You, you're a sergeant. So you, uh, you have been promoted. What year were you promoted? 2017. 2017. Which you can, you can go look back then. They tried to do a, uh, a hit on me then. The, the people in the department. People in the department, and it's a story for another time, but they tried to do well, the same thing. Let's same talk about that briefly. So the, sure. the Globe, the I didn't even read, I don't read the Globe because I don't pay to read newspapers and it's just well, shit. You're saving, I, your money for, you're saving your money appropriately. It's not worth it right. for. So I'm assuming, let me get, let me take a wild guess. Let me take a wild guess. Okay, the Globe. I'm going to guess if they did, when they did a story on you, they went into your past to find something negative about you to smear you. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Um, Ooh, and this is the second time. So this isn't like new to me. So they did it to me before I got promoted. In fact, the night before someone within the department leaked my uh, disciplinary settlement and a uh, reporter showed up in my driveway. So I, I, I've already been through this. So like I've already been weathered against it. So whatever, like I have nothing to hide. My, I, you know, my disciplinary record is my disciplinary record. They promoted me because I'm a qualified cop. I, I was the number one female on the promotional exam, 36 out of 600 and something. Like, I'm a good cop. I'm a smart cop. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I earned it. And no, I mean the, the punishment. You're... You know, I did my thing. I I did my time. I did my penance, and you move on, right? You don't hold someone's worst day over their head for the rest of their life. At least, that's what the criminal justice system says, right? You don't. If someone commits a crime, right. you don't say like. You're labeled as this person for the rest mm -hmm. of your life, and you can never move on from it. Mm -hmm. Or so they say. I, yeah. well, I right. Have you heard my Monica Cannon Grant stories? I've Have I've seen some Mon of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Monica Cannon Grant is a an out of control racist, a bigot. Uh, her husband was recently arrested about three months ago. Their home was raided by the feds because her nonprofit was stealing money, and they committed. Um, COVID assistance fraud, all this stuff. And I, the boss, like when I first saw this video about a year and a half ago of her calling uh, congressional candidate Rayla Campbell, who I, I assume you know Rayla, uh, she called Rayla Campbell like some of the most heinous racial slurs you've ever heard. She used her of riding white penis for a credit score, like awful, awful stuff. 
And this woman prior to that video coming out had been lauded by the globe as some sort of civil rights icon. She had actually written an op-ed in the globe. And so I guess my point here is that at the globe to this day still has not written about any of that stuff. They have no interest whatsoever in the negative aspects of Monica Cannon Grant's past because Monica Cannon Grant is pushing a narrative that they approve of. You are not. So that is why they're going into your past to dig because that it's just and that's why we call we call this news. It's not news. This is biased. Well, it's actually funny because well, it's not funny. It's actually sad. But back um, one of the books, the the longest mile home was written by a globe writer, uh, Jenna, Jenna Russell. Um, so back then when I was convenient to the globe, they used me in their book to make, I would assume, many hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, for that book. Um, and they didn't write anything about my my disciplinary record back then, um, which I would assume they did their due diligence right back then to make sure I wasn't like a serial killer or something. Um, but now all of a sudden it's relevant. So yes. it's just, you know, it's just food for thought, you know. Um, I don't let my past mistakes define me. In fact, I I wouldn't change anything because everything I've been through in my life has informed and shaped who I am as a cop today. And it allows me to relate to people better. Um, you know, my mistakes aren't like really anything that other people have been through. Um, and, and to that end, it's helped me relate to people on a really deep level. And so I'm thankful for that. Um, that being said, I'm not going to apologize for my past. It is what it is. And they can make this whole thing about my past. But the truth is, Aiden, what we're doing here is about right now. It's about the future and right now. And what we're doing right now is talking about Michelle Wu, the mandates that are unethical. Cops are going to lose their jobs, firemen, EMTs, and a whole other a bunch of city workers. And then also, not even just city workers that you know work for the city, but people who work in restaurants and shops and every any any place that employs someone, if they're not vaccinated, they're going to be impacted by this. If there's vax passports put in place, mm -hmm. and shops are are limiting who can come into their their place of business, they're going to lose business and they're going to go out of business. So those those vaccinated employees who work there who think like I'm safe, so this doesn't impact me. Guess what? It does because when that place that employs you goes out of business because of these vax passports, you're going to have a problem because you're not going to have a job. So this really does actually impact everyone. We can't look at this like a well. It's not my problem, so I'm not going to get involved. This does. And for too long, politicians have been dividing us and telling us, focus on your differences instead of what actually binds you and unites you. And we have so much more in common than we have difference. Yeah. Um, and that's the stuff on the inside, right? The stuff on the inside is the stuff that ties us together, that makes us human beings, not the superficial stuff. And this right here, right now is a moment for us to, to take and, and look at that. Come together. I'm sorry. I keep hearing it. Oh, sorry. I, I have the video on in my background. Hold on one second. Hold on. I got to mute myself while you talk. Keep, keep okay. going. Um, but this is an opportunity right now, although it's a, it's a, it's a crisis. It is an opportunity for us to realize that these politicians have been lying to us mm -hmm. and 
we can stand up together and say no more enough because there's so many of us the regular people who go to work every day who are just trying to provide for our families do the right thing you know most people are living paycheck to paycheck um and now they want to take people's jobs away because we won't put something in our bodies that we don't want mm-hmm. now ordinarily when somebody says do this or i'm going to do x y and z to you that's called extortion or blackmail well right? i'm going to be Which i'm going to use one, i'm going to use oh, i'm going to hold on like uh, i'm going to use a much stronger word when people put something in your body against your will i call that rape that's right. just me uh, just just yeah. me, you know right right but but now the government does it and it's called we're looking out for your health well I, right. you know no i don't think so that that's called manipulation and they're, they are manipulating the public. They're, they're, they're packaging it in a certain way to try and make it look like it. We care about you. No, I'm going to care for myself. I'm an, an adult human being. I've made it 36 years on this planet. I can do that on my own. But they're not even. Do- but that's not even their argument. Their argument isn't even that I'm taking care of you. It's like you. I need you. I got to protect myself. You're going to kill me, right? Like that's their argument. Well, well, Aiden. Yesterday, Dr. Walensky, Rochelle Walensky, who's from Newton, by the way, right? She's the CDC director. Yes. Uh, there's an article out where they admit, okay, actually, now the, the vaccine does not prevent transmission. You can go, it's on MSN, you know, if, for those who don't, you know, don't like Fox or, um, you know, don't, you know, conservative news outlets, like, don't even go there because, you know, that's irrelevant. You can look at moderate news outlets and it's it's out there. Go read mm. it. Um it doesn't stop transmission. So if if it doesn't stop transmission, why is Michelle Wu saying that you have to take this or you're going to lose your job? Because if vaccinated people could still transmit it. So why do mm. I have to take it? So what is what is this about exactly? I don't Confusing. I think I think it was about what I said earlier in my monologue. And that was that I think it's about just charts like these big city mayors, I think, are in a constant competition with one another. To be like, look at me, look at my city. We are the most, because politicians get elected yeah. and they can say, right. look at, and eventually, by the way, once the, the winter ends and cases go down, they will point to this mandate and say, look, it works. Look what I did with my mandate. Yeah. You're, you know? you're like living in my head. That's exactly what's going to happen because Omicron is weakening, which is exactly how na- mother nature works, right? Pandemics tend to last one to two years. We're going beyond that now. It's weakening. It's going to die off. It's going to become endemic, and they're going to do exactly that. So that's why they're ratcheting, in my opinion, ratcheting up the measures, making it more restrictive. And then in a couple of months, they're going to go, look at us. We're the best. We're so great. Everything we did was for the best. And and especially from now on, if we do it again, you better listen to us because, look, we were right. And this will just lead to more restrictive measures, which, again, is why we are speaking out as a group. Um, but Americans should always be able to make their healthcare decisions uh, with their doctors, not their elected leaders, and especially not their mayors who were elected. I don't know what six weeks ago, or whenever she. Was yeah, sworn I was in. less than. I feel like um, she was sworn in less time than that. She's barely been the mayor. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, uh, but and this, this is, is the, still right. Even still, this though, is what she ran thing. on, though. Like she came as advertised. Like she said she was going to do this. So no one's surprised oh, well, by this, right? Well, the, as far as it goes with the police department, just speaking from my background, you know, she said that she was going to reform the police department through um, 
contract negotiations. Mm-hmm. It, she wrote a, a, I don't want to call it a manifesto. It was a several page document and she detailed exactly how she was going to do it. You know, and when somebody tells you who they are, believe them. Don't sit there and, and, and advocate that, oh, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. She wrote it in her own words, how she was going to do it. And now she's doing it. She violated a memoranda of agreement that she herself signed. It's not like she can even say, well, Janie signed it. No, she signed it. And then she tore it up in little pieces and threw it in the garbage. Anissa Anissa would not have done this, right? Like Anissa Sabi George would not have done this, I believe. I mean, who knows? Because she she wasn't elected, but But if she was, she I don't I think she opposed this the mandate, correct? We tried to figure that out as Boston First Responders United. We did try and do it a a little digging and We, we were told that she would leave the testing in place. Um, she wouldn't come out publicly and say it, but that's what we were told. Um, but, you know, our position was, unless you're going to come out publicly and say it, how can we trust that, you know? Um, yeah, she was a bit of a fence sitter, I thought. I thought she was a weak yeah. candidate in that. Like, she said some things that just she wanted. But, again, she knows the audience. Like, like I, hate, I, I say this to people all the time. I'm like – you can't live in Boston. Like, I'm sorry. It's like, it was a great American city. It's not anymore. It's the same with New York. I'm like, you can't live in these places that are controlled by communists. And that's what they are. Like, this is communism. Um, Or else like, this is what you get. Like Michelle Wu won because she's popular. Her ideas are popular. Like this mandate is popular. The majority of people in Boston who vote support it. So you get, this is how democracy works. Well, the the fact is, though, that only a small percentage of people actually came out to vote. And that's the problem. And we need to make people realize, like, if you don't come out and vote, this is what happens. Then your voice isn't heard. And and, and we get, um, you know, tyrannical leaders that don't actually represent the majority of people. She does represent the minority of people because such a small percentage of people came out to vote. and, and, you know, she comes in on a platform of, like, family values and transparency and dialogue and all those, like, really nice, like, key words. But here she is just unilaterally just jamming things, you know, down everyone's throats. And, like, we're in a pandemic, right? And after pandemics and endemic situations, it usually leads to other sort of social situations that tend not to be good. Um, you know, Crime right now is on the uptick, and this is this is across the country. Okay, you, New York, Chicago, Philly, um, but something that concerns me as a woman, particularly in Boston, rape is up thirteen percent. That's right now. That that's before all the cops are going to get put on unpaid personal leave, as she's calling it, like it's some sort of vacation. Um, you know that problem's going to be exacerbated. Not to mention lack of firefighters and EMTs, calls for service are going to go through the roof. You know, we're used to ambulance times. You know, you call 911 for an ambulance, there's an ambulance there within minutes, at most 10 minutes, at most. And that is on the long side. And that's why, honestly, our our homicide rate is so low is because we have, number one, we have so many hospitals that are close by because we're a small city. But our ambulances are stellar. I mean, you get in the back of a Boston paramedic truck, okay? 
It is the same as being in an ER. They have all the tools that an ER has. They are just as skilled and they will treat you the same way you'll be treated in an ER. And if these people get put on this unpaid personal leave, it's gonna impact those services. We're gonna have more deaths. You wait till summertime comes. As soon as the first warm day comes in Boston, we start having shootings, okay? And I'm, I don't, I'm not gonna go into the reasons why, that's just a fact, okay? These are the issues we face. She was asked, what are you gonna do when the services are not being given to the community because there's no cops, firefighters, or EMTs? What are you gonna say to the people? Did you hear what her answer was? She didn't have an answer. Well, she said something like, she she pivoted instead of answering. She said something like, you know, the vaccines, we, the vaccines, something, the vaccines. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you do me a favor? I call it a climax because they freaking flag you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we can use the same words. We can we can get the same meaning out without getting. Got it. Got it. No, I used to do it all the time. I used it all the time. We call it the climax around here. Okay. Uh, You'll get used to it. So, yeah. So, you know, she's using that word instead of answering the question that that thing that she's trying to force on people is not going to help the the choking child or the grandmother having cardiac arrest. It's not going to help the gunshot victim, Um, making sure people take an unwanted medical treatment um, and the city workforce is not gonna, you know, put the building fire out when there's no firefighters. Um, so she didn't answer the question. She just wanted to talk about this thing, right? It was like she was very focused on it. That's the like, only why thing was she, she even there? About. Why was she like? She knows the cops hate her, so like she's not trying to win over that constituency. Why was she there just for a PR stunt? You know, I don't know, Aiden. I I don't hate her. You know. Well, she's a new politics. mayor. Like he had the opportunity. She had the she she had the opportunity as a new mayor to come in. And like rumors always fly, right? And and opposition when you're running in a campaign will say whatever. And you have the chance once you're elected to prove the opposition wrong and say how they portrayed me is not the truth. And you can demonstrate that you're actually a good leader and you could do the right thing. She has had that chance. She is she is just showing that she's a poor leader. She doesn't care about people. And that she's just going to do whatever she wants. She's choosing politics over people. So, you know, I was excited for a female mayor. That it was going to come down to a female mayor. And she's just a disappointment. And, um, you know, that's of her own doing. Because she could have changed the narrative. Cops don't, cops didn't ordinarily, right from the get-go, hate her. Um, but she's showing that she hates cops. You're being, you're being she hates firefighters. No, she being, every cop I spoke to, I've spoken to off the record. Is like everybody knew Michelle Wu's deal. She's been anti-cop for years. That's her thing. Andrea Campbell's the same way. Yeah, but she like, could have she she, she could have done the right thing, you know. And she just she showed that she really she's exactly what they said. She is what she, she's exactly what they said. You know, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't believe rumor. I let people show me who they are. Well, it's not um, a rumor when it's in your campaign literature. When they tell you like, this is what I'm going to do. It's not a rumor when it's in your campaign literature. And you're like, this is yeah, what I right. want. Yeah, you know? she's so, She is, she, yeah, she, she is exactly how she was portrayed 
in every way, shape or form. And she doesn't she doesn't care about people because if she did, she wouldn't be doing this because the vaccine. I'm sorry, the climax, yeah, the climax, the climax, say that. Yes, the it's not um, it's not doing what they said and it it's just not doing what it's what they said. And it doesn't make sense. And this all this insanity can just stop. It could stop today. Um, you and we and by the way, we all we all wish that it would, to be clear, because if it actually worked, then it wouldn't matter if you didn't get it because everyone else would be just safe and we wouldn't have right. to worry about anything. The the right. fact that we're even debating this right now is is all the evidence that you need that it doesn't work. And thank you, Jezebel, for the turtle chat. They had a fifty dollars. She says just to piss off the skank squad. So thank you very much for your dono there. Again, if you guys would like to donate the turtle chat. Uh, I will put it again in the comments in a moment. Um, there he is right there. And you can write whatever freaking message that you want on there and it will come up just like that. Did. Okay. But anyway, uh, can you tell us please about when the internal affairs came to your house? Were you nervous? Like, I mean, what, what were you surprised? What happened? Um, no, I wasn't surprised and I was actually sleeping. Um, I had gotten tipped off by somebody the day before that I was just told they are coming for me. I didn't know who they were or when they were coming for me. So, um, it was alarming. Um, I notified my union in writing as soon as I heard this. And cause you know, especially when you work for a, a police department, a government agency to hear that, it's kind of a little scary actually, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I decided I wasn't going to go to work the next day. That was on Friday, the 7th, Saturday, the 8th. I didn't, I called in sick and they showed up at my house at 715 in the morning. Um, and I, I came down and they gave me a notice. You know, they told me they were taking my firearm and my badge and all my, you know, my equipment. And they told me that I was placed on administrative leave, but that it wasn't disciplinary action. Um, that they were doing it because it was necessary to maintain the efficiency of the Boston Police Department. I asked for reasons, and they said they didn't know. I said, on what grounds? They said they didn't know. Um, maintain and, the efficiency? Uh, what a politician yeah. thing. Now, why do you, yeah. you, you, you believe it's – I don't think it's a coincidence that you were the one who taped that, and then a week later this happens. I'm sorry. I no, don't it's happens. not. It's not, and and – I ended up finding out what the real reasons were. Um, and I think that what they were attempting to do was to, to silence me. I think they thought it was going to scare me and make me just kind of crawl into myself and go, Oh, you know, but I'm not because I know what we're doing here, advocating for people's rights to not take an unwanted medical treatment um, based on whether it's religious reason, medical reason. I mean, we have, we have pregnant women and I know you've written about, Gianna Mullane. We have pregnant women that don't want to do this because there's no studies, no longitudinal studies, particularly on how this impacts. Ooh, big word. Women. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Women, how it impacts child development. Uh, there's nothing. There's there's no data on this. And you know, people can try and characterize you know cops as being you know just dumb cops. And times have changed. We are educated. We have degrees and not just in criminal justice. You know, I have cops that are lawyers. In fact, there's quite a few. Um, and, you know, we do our homework and particularly as it relates to our health, we want to know what we're putting in our bodies. So, uh, you know, if you're carrying a child, that is a, 
a, a, a most important situation to know what you're putting in your body. And you need to be comfortable with that. And she doesn't care. Mayor Wu does not care. And, you know, I know you wrote about it and the videos are up there. And yes, I, I did film that. And, um, now, how are you holding it? Were you doing like a, and by the way, let me just, I'll take this down in one second just because it takes a little screen. Thank you, Melinda, for the dono, the $50. She says, I was going to do a bunch of small donations so you could shout me out throughout the whole show, but I'm not Amanda. Thank you very much, Melinda. I, pre- I don't know who that is you're talking about, but thank you very much for the generous donation. So anyway, so um, you were saying. Um, yeah, so I, I did film that. Um, it was it was important. It was a very moving story. Um, you know, at the same time, Mayor Wu had her her people in there filming. So wh- why can they film and I can't film? I because they were going to edit out the Gianna Mullane part was not going to make it to the official Michelle Wu Facebook page. That's right. why. <laughs> yeah, her telling a pregnant woman like, yeah, you're gonna have to shut up and get this anyway. So that's the end of that. Like what? right, and exactly. So so yeah. So I you know I'm. You know, that's one one of the things, you know, I assume that's what it is because I'm being charged with um, disobeying a direct order. That's one. Um, another one I'm being charged with is neglective duty slash unreasonable, unreasonable judgment. Um, they're alleging that I didn't put a um, an officer as a security guard in front of uh, Mayor Wu's house. That just didn't happen. It's a wait, you didn't put wait you wait, you didn't put an officer what I didn't so I work in the district well, in Roslindale actually Michelle Wu lives on the district where I work because I work there wait, you work in Roslindale but then that's that's your I group? work in West Roxbury Roslindale West yeah, Roxbury yeah. okay oh out of that station with by the Rotary where the protests yeah, are always held by Holy yeah. Name oh okay excellent all right yeah, that one um that's a lower so, key one right like that's like the not that's the more low key. It's yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's a it's a nice place to work. It's a good community. Yeah. It's a nice community. Um, yeah, I've worked there s- since 2017. I I really enjoy working there. Um, I but, was there the other day. Long story. We'll talk about it another time. But it seems <laughs> lovely there. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's a great place to work. So that's that's another allegation. And then um, they're also alleging that I uh, I told um, an officer. So there was a protest that you showed um, in front of Mayor Wu's house. Um, there was Wild. one. I think, well, there was one. I think it was the first one. I don't know if, if that was the one that you showed or not, but there was one that was earlier um, that there was five people there, five people standing on a sidewalk. And I had mm-hmm. gotten called there um, from the unit and I went up to look and there was just standing on the sidewalk, five people. And... Um, you know, our rules and regulations state that you don't record protesters because it would have a chilling effect on the First Amendment. Now, that's not to say if they're engaging in criminal activity that you don't turn your body camera on. You obviously do. At that point, they're not engaging in a lawfully protected activity. Um, But what these people were doing was a protected activity. So we don't record that. Um, And so I, I made sure the officer wasn't recording it for for their own safety because I don't want to see them get in trouble through internal affairs. But also, the rights of those protesters need to be protected. They're they're um, they're allowed to to stand on the sidewalk and and protest and and air their grievances to God their mayor. You. I mean, and that's the thing about this is these politicians. It's like first of all, you live in the city, like you live in. 
She lives in the heart. Like Marty Walsh lived down, like I said, near the bottom. Uh, he was barely in Boston. Like she's right in the heart of the city. It's one of the most progressive parts of Boston, and she's right in the thick of it. And so, like, she lives on it. Like she, her, right next to her neighbors. And you guys, they go to her house, and I got to be honest. Like, first of all, Tony Fed was there. Do you know who Tony Fed is? Um. Yeah, I've I've seen him around. Um. He does the some of the protesting stuff. He's a fucking moron. He's an absolute moron. I've been to protest with him once. He he's a loose cannon. He doesn't know when to shut up. He crosses every line possible and just makes you look bad. But that video we saw there, other people like they were giving her the business when she's coming out of her house. Like I'm telling you right now, my sources are telling me that she's legitimately unhappy in the job with her job right now because of these people that are following her everywhere. So please keep it up. It's politicians <laughs> should somewhat fear the electorate, not physical fear, but like they should not think that they can just treat you like subhuman shit and just get away with it. And those protesters are doing such an American thing. And that is making politicians uncomfortable. Well, well, right. I mean, it, it, so far as like engaging in, in protest that that is what America is founded on. Like protest shapes, you know, good policy and keeping politicians accountable. And so if these are the charges being brought against me telling, you know, the police officer there to make sure their camera's not on unless a crime is committed uh, so that the protesters rights are adhered to and protected. Does mayor Wu want to violate their rights? Is this the message she's sending to tell the police that we should violate their rights? Um, and then there's no. also some nonsense in here. I said that this is this is what democracy looks like. Yes, it is. Peaceful protesters who are not engaging mm -hmm. in violence and airing their grievances. That is exactly what our country is founded on. Um, I'd also like know. to point out that Mayor Wu's people, Black Lives Matter, let's not forget, a year and a half ago, they were rolling 50,000 deep in Boston and police went along with it. Like cops, I hope, were you one of the ticket me people? No, I was not. Okay, good. Okay, good. So you I know, was some of these... I was one of the take a rock to the head people though. <laughs> oh, you took a rock. I mean, and that's what you guys so like for all these people saying, Oh, you that's you can't do that to Michelle Wu, you're making him feel comfortable. How do you think police officers felt when fifty thousand people showed up and started throwing rocks at them and calling them killers and racists and all that? But that's okay. It's okay to make cops uncomfortable, but not precious Michelle Wu, the most powerful person in the city. You can't, and, and we see a lot of this. We saw this with Rachel Rollins when the news came to her house. Oh my god, I'm in danger. They're at my house, they're they're interviewing me. It's like you're the most powerful people in the city, and you're whining about how you're unsafe. I also like to point out Miss Green New Deal. It's like you take an SUV to work every day. Like, do you not have public transportation in Boston? Are you too good for that, Michelle? Ooh, in this big gas guzzler car? Okay, sure, but that's a different story. Anyway, yeah, I you I just want to point out, like, you know, protest like is what our country is founded on. So all the protests that have occurred over the last several years, because there's been a lot of them, I support all of those. What I don't support is violence. And I and I just will never support violence, like to push an agenda through, whatever it is. I do support protests, no matter what, what the cause is. I will always support that. And this is no difference, no different than any other protests over the years. This just one, you know, the one I'm speaking about happens to be five people, but five or 50,000, 
people are, are who are living in this country are entitled to do that. And the mayor does not get any more rights, um, any more or less rights than regular citizens. So to, to film protesters would have a very bad chilling effect on that activity. And, um, and that should be, um, that's something that we should never allow um, to happen. So, you know, I stand by what I did. These allegations are all nonsense and it's just a distraction and it's disrespectful to the public that the media and Mayor Wu and the police department are distracting from what Boston First Responders United is doing, which is shining light on the fact that this is oppressive. This is tyrannical. This is wrong. We will not stand for it. The Vax Pat, uh, the Climax Passports, Thank you. There we go. <laughs> the, uh, you got used to it. You got used to it. I know it's so uh, weird saying that, right? <laughs> and, and and all the rest, right? All the things we've already talked about. It's bad for people. It's bad for the city. It's it's just it's bad. And at this point in the COVID nineteen pandemic, it is unreasonable. It, we're at the tail end of this. Everything is weakening. You know, it's, it, it, you know, there's articles online. I'm sure you've seen it where they, they actually have to tell you how to tell the difference between this illness and the common cold. I'm sorry, but if you need directions on how to tell the difference, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. agree yeah. completely. And thank you because yeah. that's mom donates $25. She says back the blue. Except for Ed Hancock, who lost his election in Weymouth, I believe, largely thanks to the Turtle Boy blog. So thank you very much, Kazette's mom, for that. We all remember Kazette, the Weymouth High School teenager, real sweetheart, uh, whose dad rejected her. Awesome, awesome kid. Still one of my favorite interviews of all time. Uh, we got another one from Kenny. Uh, he says, $50. Let's go, Brandon. So thank you very much. And again, if anyone else would like to donate to the Turtle Chat, this is how we make a living around here. There we go. There's Turtle Chat. Okay. So, um, why don't we take any, do you have anything else to add before I take questions from the audience? Um, you know, I just, I just question, you know, the motivation and I, and I want the public to, to really ask themselves and, and the leaders of our city, um, you know, if this is the way that they are treating, um, first responders that are speaking out, how are they? how are they going to treat civilians, right? Like there's a certain degree of like, I know how the system works, right? So I have a little bit of inside knowledge and I know what they can and can't get away with. Oh, as an, something that I, I failed to mention, um, no. they tried to take my license to carry from me. See, that's, is, see, they can't do that because you don't live in Boston. So only the town you live in, they're the one that issues your LTC, right? That's correct. And so they, they, they tried to take it and I would not give it. And, um, I was advised by the union attorney to just take the path of least resistance. And, you know, and I said, no, this is my second amendment, right? Uh, I'm not giving them that it doesn't belong to them. They didn't issue it and I'm not giving to them. And I don't know what on ground, what grounds they think they can do that, but it's just, it just goes to show you. Interesting. The way you, that you say that. Interesting. You'd it, say that because yeah, the grounds are, weird. the grounds are that, that they've, that it, the precedent has been established that you have no rights. And so now if they could take this way to right, and we always said, then they're going to come for your guns. The goal of this, I believe is not police reform to them. Doesn't mean getting better cops. It means getting more compliant cops, more yes men. And that means like people who are unlikely to question anything, people that will be like, you know, Michelle Wu tells you to go and take everyone's guns. 
You don't question, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Second Amendment, Constitution? No, they just want yes men. And that the type of people like you who oppose and fight this climax mandate, who are stubborn, you know, you are stubborn. Would you agree? And that's a good thing to be stubborn in the face of things that you should not be forced to do. Yeah, I'm I'm principled. Right, principled. There's another, that's a better word than stubborn. Okay, so you're, it's a less negative word. So you're a principled person and people, they don't want principles. They want people who do as they are told and don't question authority and aren't familiar with the constitution. That is the whole purpose of this. Yeah. And, and it's really frightening. And, and like the people that I supervise, I've told them like, you know, I want you to be a good, fair cop. I want you to do the right thing. And if I, I, I give it wide latitude on, on how they do that. Right. Because everyone pleases different. But if I catch you, or I find out that you've done something that is wrong, we're going to have a problem because people have rights and that goes beyond just rights, treating people kindly, like being empathetic, treating people the way you would want to be treated or how you would want a family member treated. If the police came, that's how I do my police work. And I can tell you right now that this mandate is going to drive out a lot of principled city workers because those people are the ones saying, no, I'm not going to do this because I have principles and this violates my principles. Right. So can I ask you, can I ask you, how do you think you're going to win? Like, tell me a scenario in which you defeat this. Well, I think, okay. So I was thinking, I've been doing a lot of thinking, um, you know, people say, don't, you know, you, you can't fight city hall. Well, you can. Oh, well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. It's hard. And it's I hard, think that yeah. it takes it take well, it takes a town to beat City Hall. It takes a town to beat City Hall. And if mm. we do this together as a community and stand up and say no more, then we will prevail. So I don't think that me as a person, I think that us as a community standing up and saying no, we will win. That that's how it has to be done. It cannot be like as a body, right? then you're you're doing something united when you go out when you go out on a limb right that's when you can get like picked off and it really is true if we do it as a body united in in uh unison then we'll we will be successful um and that's why we created boston first responders united to to act as a unit and we that's we we brought the community in now we're not just first responders aiden we are who are you we are teachers we are Oh, Lawyers, teachers. We are hairdressers. We are small you business know, owners. We are small business owners. You name it. Throw throw things out there. We have them in our group. Um, they support us, and it Good. is it has evolved into this crazy, cool. Like I've met such wild, awesome people that I will never. I would not change. This is. I did not see my life being like this. I did not ask for this fight, but I've met such amazing people. And I don't know where, what the future looks like for me. I have no idea. But I'm so thankful for the people that have come into my life at this very moment when I've needed them so much because this is a battle that is, it's hard, but, but this is the right battle. And, you know, we have, um, you know that we have a march on Saturday. Do you know about that? Oh, do you? No, tell me about the march. When, uh, where, when? Who? Um, so, so the march is Saturday at 11 a.m. Um, you know, the mandates go into effect on Saturday. So 
the passports. Oh, yeah, the whole shebang. Um, it's Saturday, this Saturday the 15th. We're meeting at 300 Park Drive in the Fens in Boston. And we're okay. going to go on a really awesome march. Um, and if we could have every single person post it, it's on our website. Um, okay. I don't know What's if you the website? This or whatever. I can definitely post uh, the our website. Our website yeah. is, is bfru.us. So Bravo Frank Romeo Uniform.us. And That's the, uh, the post up there, but it's a 300 oh, park drive and we need everyone to come out. This is the only way we push back on this is if everyone collectively says no, the answer is just no, it's simple. It's no more. It's no less. No, no. Right. that was Rosa Parks's no. answer. Nope. Not doing it. Not giving up the seat. That's it. It's mine. I don't right. feel like it. I have, a, I, have, I have a right to do this job. You don't have a right to put this inside of me. It's unnecessary. Stop it. Period. Now, what do you say to people in the comments who are saying things like stop testing, that testing is almost just is almost complying with this? What do you think of that? Yeah, there's some people um, in our group that have been on unpaid personal leave since October because they have that exact um, belief and they haven't been testing. And I respect that 1000 um, percent. And I can think of one person in particular who uh, said that to me. And he's like, if you test, they're going to, they're going to pull the testing and they're going to make you, make you do it. They're going to make you do the thing you don't want to do that we shall not name. And I was like, naive. I'm like, no, you're being unreasonable. But he was right. He was right. Like, so I think, yeah, I mean, I just, I think the, the only way to beat this is you have to normalize COVID. Like you have to say, guess what? It's okay to have COVID. Like, who cares if COVID spreads? It's this weak, stupid variant that your your you know your climax allegedly protects you from dying if you get it anyway. So what are you worried about? We got to normalize it, right? So and that, like, and that means stop testing. Not, it's not the government's job to tell me. So so we already established right that it the climax does not stop transmission. So it's not the government's job to tell me that I can't get sick. If I want to go out my backyard, take a bowl oh. of dirt and start eating it and get myself <laughs> sick, that's my yeah. that's my prerogative. Or like, get drunk and weird? puke, you know? <laughs> like yeah, it's totally right, weird, like, you know? right. Like, but like I can do that. And like you look at some of these states, right? Just to put this side by side for a little perspective, they're legalizing assisted suicide for terminally ill people, right? But then on the other hand, they're telling you, you have to don't what it just think, makes sense. Uh, like, I think we, the government's job out. is to stay out. Of yes. Traditionally, not with you. Miss which part? Uh, whatever you said there, it seemed like you said something yeah. good. We missed it. You broke up. a little. Well, what I said was, was that, you know, it, in some in some states, they're they're passing legislation to legalize euthanasia for terminally ill people, right? And then yeah. on the other hand, they're saying you have to take this thing that you don't want, the climax, so that you don't get sick and you stay healthy. It's like what that like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. On the one hand, you're assisting in death, and then on the other hand, you're like, we don't even want you to get a runny nose. Like, stay out of my life. How about that? Just stay out. Let me make decisions for myself, right? That this is thing not stop how the com that is that is not how the communist operates. That is not 
Imagine well, Joseph Stalin being like that, like right. personal freedom. <laughs> and that's, that's and I think point. people have to come that's to the reality with that. It's like you're not dealing with regular politicians here. You're dealing with communists. We have to start calling them that. That's what they are. They're communists. They believe yeah. in unprecedented power of the state. One party, monopoly rule, no individual rights, no guns. This is the definition of freaking communism. Yet we have to start calling it that. Until you can come to terms with that, you'll never realize the battle that you're really up against. That's my well, rant. And until people start waking up and start actually doing something about it like if you if you can't make time to attend a rally or a protest because you have to work you have to really reevaluate your priorities because that's the least you can do right now because this is going to get worse and if this is the world you want your children or if you don't have children someone you love that's a young person to live in um, okay, I don't want that for, for young people. You said you have a four and six year old. I'm sure you don't mm. want this to be the future for your kids or their kids. We no. have to do something about it now because it's going to get worse. You know, I think, but uh, unfortunately this is, this is what I tell our friend Catherine there who is involved in the movement. I'm like, eventually I, I, and I always tell people this, I'm like, tactical retreat is not the same thing as surrender. And unfortunately, uh, like you, once you realize that, like in Boston, this is the electorate. Eighty percent of the people agree with this. They want this sort of, you know, they agree with this form of government. People are moving. We are seeing unprecedented amount of movement in this country to states like Tennessee, and Florida, and 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 South Carolina, and and Texas, in places that are free. And I think that eventually, like you, you're gonna have to, people are gonna have to make a choice. I have a friend. Yeah, he, he was probably does. I mean, he's living in a one and a half million dollar home in, in uh, the North Shore. Wife doesn't work. He must make a lot of money. I don't ask. And he's got a nice life here. He's not getting the, the climax. And he's like, more importantly, he's like, I can see the writing on the wall. My kids are going to have to get this eventually to like do soccer and shit like that. And we're leaving town now. He literally just quit his job to move to Tennessee. And I think people are going to have to start. The protesting, and we can agree to disagree on tactics. I'm not that convinced that the protesting and the lawsuits are going to work because we live in a communist state. I think the yeah. best thing that people can do is move to red areas and make them redder and enjoy your life because you're living in the bluest of the blue here. That's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you, Aiden. But, I mean, yeah. I... I'm the new kid on the street here. Like I, I'm not going to pretend like I've been in the know. I've met so many of these groups recently, like that have been doing this for years. I came on the scene in July because it's a long story, but I had COVID and blah, 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 this whole long story. And I had this little realization, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm learning rapidly what is occurring here. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say you're wrong because you're probably right. I'm just absorbing it as we go. And the only thing that I can say is whether you're right or wrong, it people are making a mistake if they're not at least listening to your side, listening to other people's side and making up their minds. People are just, they're so used to being tuned out and focused on, you know, entertainment and all this nonsense instead of paying attention to stuff that really matters, that shapes, you know, everyday life and our futures. They're just so distracted with, with bullshit and we, we really have to get our, our priorities straight and start focusing on what matters. 
they've distracted us far too long and they've divided us. And that needs to end. We have, again, we have far more in common than we have um, different among us. And the sooner we realize that, uh, we take the power back. Yeah. And so I just want to clarify, because I got a lot of negative reviews for that comment. Again, it is not surrendering to move. It is a tactical retreat. This is what armies do in the battlefield when they want to win. If your front line is decimated, you don't just stand there and get massacred. You regroup, you reform, and you rebuild. And that is what people, and people are saying, well, you can't move. Well, why not? Why not? You can move. You just lack the willpower to do it. You're scared. Your family is here. Your life is here. You're comfortable here. I get it. I totally get why people don't want to move and just start. It takes balls to just start a new life. But that's what people are doing. And I think with you, right, if you lose your job for this, I got good news for you. The Holden Police Department isn't going to Please, make I need some good death. news. Please. You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of town police departments in this state that aren't going to make you do that. And that would be a tactical retreat. That would be you leaving Boston and letting the commies have it. And then you go to a nice place. I live in Holden. We don't have shit like that here. It's in Massachusetts. We don't have mask mandates here. People don't wear masks in Holden. It's like a different reality. When I go into Boston or even neighboring Worcester, it's a completely different world. And it's like these places exist even within this state for now. Yeah. Yeah. And you got that great hiking mountain. We, we went and hiked that. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. We went hiking and we drove through and I was like, I wonder if I'll see Turtle Boy out here. <laughs> And here I am maybe, talking to you. Yeah, <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Um, all right, cool. Does anybody have any questions or anything um, that they would like to ask Shana here uh, before we call it tonight? It's been a great interview. Been a great show. The audience has been huge. Not bad for getting kicked off of YouTube. We've had a good sized crowd here tonight on last minute notice. So good to see that. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh and even like outside well, Boston, yeah, I mean, like, is I don't, I, I'm sure, like, you know, Newton's probably just as bad, Cambridge, Somerville, but I don't, I don't know what Dedham's like, or you know, go a little further south, Norwood, one of those places, and probably a little bit better. Anyone you know? that um, any any, just a quick shout out, anyone that lives near Dedham, my favorite bagel place is Cafe Bagel Fresh in Dedham, and the lady that works in there is a total sweetheart. Her son was um. You know, you get to know people. I would go there every morning before work and grab a, a sesame bagel, toasted dark with veggie cream cheese. She knew my order. And her son was one of the few um, army um, soldiers that were defending the Kabul, um, uh, what do you call it? Airport. Consulate. Oh, uh, no, the, the consulate. consulate. The consulate, as there was only like 75 of them. This was before everything went down. And... I never would have, I know this is beside the topic, but I never would have known, right, that this woman was carrying this immense stress in her. And then one day out of the blue, she tells me this, and she was so scared. And then the whole thing happened with the airport and the whole nine, and this woman is just amazing. So anyone that lives in the area, her name's Amina. She makes a great bagel. Go say hi, get a bagel from her. Let me ask a couple questions. So one person... So one question, uh, uh, thank you. I'm sure it's lovely. Um, do a lot of officers you work with listen to Turtle Boy? People want to know. Oh yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Good answer. I like that. How about this one? I mean, I uh, I, I know I, I've sent many of your articles around. So 
I mean, I, I when the Gianna story happened, I go to look her up and I'm like, oh, we're Facebook friends. <laughs> like, I'm like, I guess she follows Total Boy, which is so cool. I'm like, oh, I get to write about, you know, somebody I admire now. And I and I just want to be clear, like, I admire you too. I called you a hero in there. And that's not just because you ran into a burning building and saved people at the Boston Marathon. It's because what you're doing now too. So I, I mean, well, I don't want to, you know, thank you, Aiden, I, think that's I admire you. That that's mutual because when you put yourself out there and I know what you're going through right now. And that is, you know, that's just yeah. another tactic that they use to silence voices because when they can't kill the message, they try and kill the message messenger. When they can't silence the message, they try and silence the messenger. You cannot allow that to be, you know, the Pharisees did that to Jesus. So you just I can't like let that. it be. I'm kind of like Jesus. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I mean, like, and that, and so, like, that's, it's like, I am not even giving in to any of that. I'm here to talk about big issues. And that's why it was so nice to come on here with you and just get back to what I do best. And that is reporting on stories like this. I've got a question here from Kenny. He says, if you got fired for not getting a jab, do you have a case for wrongful termination? I, I can't even believe I'm saying this right now, but I don't want to really talk about that because. I don't want to give them anything, but I'm going to do everything to make everything be right. So okay. wherever that leads, I I have some stuff cooking in the background. They're cooking up okay. big charges. I'm also cooking in my kitchen. Okay. So we'll a little vague, but we'll, that's good. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Chad says, how do you keep the faith in the society when all you see around is firing good cops, crime on the rise, criminals getting memorialized for breaking the law? How do you keep the faith as a police officer? Ooh, that's a hard one. You know, um, there's a lot of, there's corruption everywhere, you know, and this has really brought that to, in my, for me, I, I am more aware of that now. I've said it a couple of times. I feel like I don't have any eyelids anymore because my eyes have been like opened up so wide and to see, you know, I knew that there was problems in the police department of, you know, in terms, there's, there's different tiers of, of discipline, you know, depending on your gender, your race, um, your sexual orientation. Um, and to now see uh, a, a mayoral administration that said that they were going to change that um, double down on it and um, yeah and capitalize on it is actually not just disappointing it's it's right talk about the Um, the organized labor aspect of this so traditionally organized labor is quite popular with leftists and this is a time this is different now now we're seeing management is coming down hard on labor unions and management are the liberals and they're the democrats and they are essentially ignoring previous agreements and they're using this quote unquote emergency as way for that. So what do you think about your union? Cause they don't really seem to be, even the statement they came out in, in support of you. I made a point to put this in the blog. It came with that stupid caveat at first about like, yeah, even though we don't always agree with her tactics, sh- shut up, get that cross that part out of it. Like we don't need to <laughs> shut up. Freaking ass kissing moron. Who elected this idiot? Larry Calvert. Well, well, Larry didn't. Larry's not my union president, thank God. But, um, you know, um, I yeah, I wasn't fond of that part either. To, to that end, I would say, like, they may not agree with what I'm saying or how I'm saying it, but at least I'm saying something. 
something. And, you know, we're, we're speaking for the voices of people that have, are being left out of this conversation because we're in the minority. And as I've said from the get-go, you know, this policy is only affecting the minority because the minority are the ones that don't want to take the climax. So, you know. There you go. First so, try. That's I'm getting the hang of it. So, <laughs> so if. So if they're the ones that are the only ones being negatively impacted, I think that we should, you know, we should be the ones that are the only ones that have a say on how this, how, how the, the unions are actually uh, reacting to what's happening. But, you know, Larry Calderon of the BPPA has been, and I've had many conversations with him, he has said, well, I represent, you know, the, the, the majority of the union. And it's like, well, Larry, the majority has already taken the climax, so they're not going to lose their jobs this doesn't impact them you need to be advocating for the ones that didn't take so then why do you pay then why, do, then why do, then why does the minority pay union dues for larry calderon's salary well then oh this is good you know what he said recently well if you don't if you don't like what we're doing you could just you could just stop paying dues and not be part of the union so he doesn't you seem can? To really care you can yeah he said that. what kind of you union can, president can. says that like oh yeah we, right. we prefer weaker numbers we like less members yeah. What? Well, that's that's oh, a condescending, Jesus. just like it's it's really it's a veiled threat. Like we don't care about you anyway, so yeah, we don't want your money. It's like, well, like wow. That, what he you said know? right there isn't is anti-union rhetoric. The whole purpose well, of a union yeah. is supposed to be that everybody joins. Like unions want, they don't want, um, you know. Uh, open shops or whatever where people can unionize or not unionize. Like you want shops where like everybody's in the union. Like that's you're stronger together. And today they're going that's our motto. and like the, the Quinn bill, for instance, like some cops got the Quinn bill. They were grandfathered in by it. Some didn't. Are you saying we shouldn't fight for the Quinn bill for all? Because you know, well, it only affects some of you people, right? Like that's right. ridiculous. Well, this, is union, this is union busting. You know, this is union right. busting. We've been saying it from the beginning. It's, it's this policy right now that's being torn up. If she decides, I don't like details and we're getting rid of them. Are you going to speak out then? You know, it's, it's the, it's the famous Martin Niemöller um, poem, you know, first they came uh, first they came for, you know, the trade unionists. I wasn't a train unionist. So I said nothing. Then they came for the Jews. I wasn't a Jew. They said nothing on so on and so forth. And then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. Right. And so it's like, when do you finally speak out until it affects you? And then there's no one left. So, you know, while it is a dramatization of, you know, a very serious issue, it applies. And that's why that's why he wrote this poem was because he wanted to let people know you can't stay silent when you're not directly impacted by something. You have to speak out before then, because, number one, you need to acknowledge and empathize with the suffering of others. But also one day you might be at the, the receiving end of that. And so it's also in your self-interest to do it um, before it comes knocking on your door. Um, totally. But I just want to tell you also something that happened today. And I think that's okay. really important for you to understand. Real quick. Uh, by the way, thank you to Erica with the Turtle Chest. It's amazing show, TV. Thanks for always being an advocate for all of us in the quote-unquote silent majority. We need more good cops like you. Thank you very much, Erica. I completely agree with that assessment of myself. So thank you very much. Okay, you were saying. Um, today there was a demonstration in front of the, uh, Boston police patrolman's association union hall. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, a notice was put out around, I don't know, one fifteen or something. 
And um, there was a scheduled meeting for the executive board with um, certain senior representatives that were going to be there. So like 15 to 20 union reps from the districts. And um, about 15 minutes after that email was put out that there was going to be a demonstration, Larry sent an email out canceling that meeting and making it a Zoom one. And he said he wasn't feeling well. Um, So he didn't want to get protested. He didn't want to get Michelle wooed. Uh, that's what it looks like, but Interesting. so we, we went anyway and, um, Larry did say in the email, Larry did say in the email though, that, um, you know, it would still, the building would still be staffed and there would be members from the grievance committee in the building. So, um, one of the Boston police patrolman association members, who's a patrolman went to go in to file a grievance and they locked the door. And wouldn't let him in and they were standing on the other side of the glass door standing right there and they locked him out and they wouldn't let him in wow so and uh thank you to alex for the uh don't always really says thank you thank you uh, i believe they're talking to you uh for representing the majority's opinions outside of massachusetts and california so i mean this is, i mean he's right like the in most places like this kind of shit is unpopular it's just so weird for the first time like politics really really affects our lives like there was a time when you could not vote and it didn't really matter that much because republican or democrat like it might affect your tax bill by a couple bucks but now it's like no you're gonna put this in your body and wear a mask around and your kids don't get to go to school like it really is starting to affect our day-to-day lives more than it ever has before politics yeah. And I think most people just want to live their life. They want to go to work. They want to provide for their family. They just want to live a nice, quiet life. And that's being upended by these policies that don't protect people. This yeah. this yeah. this thing does not stop transmission. It doesn't totally. make sense. None of this makes sense. And it needs to stop. It's ruining people's families. OK. And. And, and you know, people are hurting and covid was enough it was it it's a crisis people people have suffered enough now this is a man-made crisis on top of that where you're now going to cause destruction that does not need to happen and we we have begged her we've begged Meg, mayor Wu, please don't do this and it's falling on deaf ears yeah you so, can't beg the, the, the communist cares not for your begging i'll tell you that much right now the communist loves your begging so I don't like the begging. I like I like the stuff I saw outside of her house. Keep that up, please. Protesters, very good job. So, well, you come in, you come in like a lamb and go out like a lion. We, you know, there you go. There you go. I like it. So, so anyway, I got to cut this short. So this is very good. I love I loved having you on here. This was Thanks. short. No, it was like, no, no. I could do this all night. I could do this all night. It's got some shit to do. Uh, but thank you guys all. For joining us, thank you for the donos. Those who gave to the turtle chat, I really appreciate that. And um, we thank you for coming on with us. And uh, we're gonna keep watching. And if you ever have any updates, let me know. You know how to reach me now. You got the line. Yeah, Aiden. If you could just um, if you could just post somewhere. I don't know that flyer for the the um route or the march on Saturday. Is there is there I mean, a link? Is there a link to it? It's easy to share links. Um. It's like a Facebook group yeah. or something. Somebody or... probably, I think someone in there has it. Send it to um, me we'll after. I'll, I'll share it on Facebook. Yeah, how about that? It's super important. This is the final push to to say no. I mean, this is the beginning, by the way. This is not the end. For anyone watching this, please stay tuned because 
come Saturday, that is that's the beginning. This this was the prelude to to the the movie. Okay, so whatever that means. So Revolution. either we prevail, like or, yeah. So all right, all thanks right. guys. It was really nice to to talk to you. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks Shane. I'll see you later. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you guys all for joining us tonight. I really appreciate it. I thought that was a great interview. Uh, she she was really cool, man. She's really cool. Talk about ballsy. I mean, that's heroic shit that she's doing right there. And then let me tell you, personally, like, I feel honored. I feel really, like, when I'm having a tough time or whatever, like, you know, if I'm down about shit, like, stories like this pick me up because, like, when I find out that somebody I'm going to write about that I look at as heroic and somebody that I would like to emulate myself to be like her, it's like, and she already follows me. I mean, that's a very flattering thing and it feels you makes you feel good about yourself you know you're like okay why well, I, I must be doing something right and so for all the loudmouth haters who don't like it and are constantly trying to bring it down people like her are the ones that really matter and people like all of you who join me tonight you're the ones that really matter and um I'll ne- and that's why i'm never gonna stop ever like i don't care about any of any distractions or sideshows i won't acknowledge anything uh, it means nothing to me. I just move on. I focus. And we go on to the next story. And there will be more stories tomorrow. Okay? So, thank you guys all um, for joining me tonight. I love y'all. And we'll see you for the next episode of Turtle Boy Live on Facebook again on Thursday night. All right? Peace, Turtle Riders. Love y'all.